Chapter 52 The Book of Books Proverbs 2, 1-5 The words, My Son, are not spoken at random or inserted without a meaning. In them God speaks to us as unto children. Hebrews 12 It is a father's voice that speaks to us in the book of Proverbs. Solomon's counsels to Rehoboam are God's messages to us. The subject here is the divine word, its nature and use, with the way in which we are to receive it. It is assumed to be, one, true, not partially so, but absolutely and perfectly, two, infallible, not domineering or dictatorial, yet infallible, three, precious, containing infinite treasures, four, profound, it will bear searching, digging, and meditation. It has much on the surface and far more beneath. Go as deep as you like, the vein is not exhausted. And five, intelligible. Though spoken by God, it is quite as intelligible as that spoken by man. A father's words to his child are meant to be understood. This word is called here by many names my words, my commandments, wisdom, understanding, knowledge. The way in which we are to deal with it is spoken of under various figures of speech, receiving, treasuring, making the ear attentive, inclining the heart, crying for, lifting up the voice for, seeking, and searching. Each of these implies honesty, earnestness, perseverance, and faith. Each successive word embodies some more meaning, some deeper truth than its predecessor. Let us note then, 1. Solomon's object in the Proverbs. It's good to go back to the original speaker or writer in order to remember the instrument through which the Holy Spirit spoke, whether it was Moses, David, Solomon, or Isaiah. This not only brings out better the human side of the book or passage, not only enables us to realize the words as thoroughly human words, but it also gives a point interest, and meaning to them that otherwise is lost. Paul's words are not Peter's words, nor John's, yet they all are the words of the Holy Spirit. So the words of Solomon the king and Amos the Tekoan, sheepherder, are both the words of God, yet there are differences, and these differences have a meaning. The Proverbs of Solomon would have been equally true if Amos had uttered them, yet they would not have had the unique point that they possess when coming from the lips of the greatest, richest, and wisest of kings. The royal lessons of this royal teacher and father are summed up in the fear of the Lord and the knowledge of God. Verse 5. This is his object, even in that book that seems filled with common life and its maxims and scenes. Fear God and know the Lord. This is the sum of everything that he has to say to us. 2. God's object in the Bible. It is to teach us to know and fear him. There are many subordinate things, but this is the main thing. This is the result of all its precepts, warnings, facts, and histories. The Bible ends with God just as it begins with him. It comes from God and goes back to him, leading us along with it. The Bible especially has to do with the world to come, even in those books that are occupied with the duties and concerns of this. Let your Bible lead you straight to God. Let every perusal teach you more of Him. 
As was God's object in writing the Bible, so let yours be in reading it. Be sure to find Him everywhere. And three, the way in which He would have us treat the Bible. A. Receive it. Take it as true, divine, and infallible. Listen to it as His voice and His message. Let its words flow into your ears and heart. B. Prize it. It's not a common possession. It is treasure, riches, and gold, all divine. As such, it must be used lovingly, reverently, devoutly, and believingly. C. Study it. It must be hidden, verse 4, laid up, sought out, searched, and weighed. No surface work, no holiday work. Day and night it must be studied with the whole vigor of our souls. And D. It must be prayed over. In the study of it, we must deal with God. He has the key for unlocking its chambers and the light for showing us all its recesses. We must go to Him to be taught. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God. James 1 5. Like old Bradford, we must study it on our knees. Let us notice, in conclusion, the connection of all of this with Christ. He is the Word of God, and the Bible is the Word of God. He connects the two together when he says, If you abide in me, and my words abide in you. John 15 7. The testimony of all Scripture is to Christ. He is its Alpha and Omega. It is through Him that we have the knowledge and the fear of God. To know Him is to know the Father, and we find Him in the Word. The more we dig into the Word, the more we find of Him. They are those that testify of Him. Search the Scriptures. They contain life, and they contain the life. John 14:6. Let us go to them for both. How little of them do we know? How much we should know and might know if we would only search. Would you be wise? Study the Word and find the wisdom of God there. 1 Corinthians 1.24 Would you be holy? Study the Word. It sanctifies its readers. Would you be happy? Study the Word. In its words is blessedness, the peace and joy of God.